most of the conversations today around social media and mental health are not social media phenomenons they are real life phenomenons mm. um, if you're depressed because you're consuming too much on social media you possibly you're depressed because you're depressed and uh, because your life's not in the right track or if you this is like a yeah, catalyst exactly exactly yeah. Uh, so yeah i think there's a great gary vinishak saying he says uh, social media doesn't change you it exposes you mm. so i i actually believe in that and i think uh, being on both sides to consuming to creating things Curating, that catalyze yeah. that act as catalyst to consumption i sort of know both sides of how it works yeah. uh, i think uh, see the businesses will always try to make more money and a social media is the the easiest path to do that they will continue to amplify and do figure things out on it so there's no real what do you say uh, hack around it apart from just drawing a line for yourself and saying this is what i do and this is what i don't So I really really think uh, conversation around that would be great. That was Sanand Varia. He's the founder of Virality, a digital marketing firm. He started this a while ago and formed a team around his company and has worked with multiple clients in the likes of Corner House, Akshay Kalpa, Cred and so many more. This episode's a little more meta. it's a little more abstract where the topics and the conversations are a little more around social media and how it impacts everyone and the right ways to market yourself we talk about how content creators individuals or groups can really put themselves out there really create an impact and cut through the noise we also talk about how you as a person need to be very purposeful and mindful of your social media consumption especially in today's day and age when there's just a mindless and endless scroll of feed and how these platforms are constantly fighting for your attention you need to ensure that you are being very particular about the sort of people you follow the sort of content that you're looking for and the reason itself why you're on the platform in the first place we also go into how personal brands differ from company brands and how the former that is personal brands are at a smaller advantage and how you can take small steps to ensure that you kind of leave a mark and create the sort of impact that you're looking for but having said all this nothing 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 beats quality because the entire idea of content creation the entire idea of really making it with content itself is to ensure that you're delivering something that people are looking for and that is of quality. So if you don't have quality, then you can just forget about all the other things because that is literally the bare minimum and something that's going to really set you apart from the noise and everyone else around there. There's just so much value to take away from this episode, especially if you're one who mindlessly scrolls through social media or by default just opens up a social media app because i i know for the fact i've been there then i think this might give you some sort of a push or i'd say some kind of a a compass or the right kind of direction and maybe give you the insight you need to be a little more purposeful and mindful about the consumption side before we jump into the episode though i'd love it if you could leave a comment below talking about which your favorite episode has been till date and if in case you're tuning into the episode over audio then consider dropping me a message on instagram because i'm super active there too all right then let's get right into the show this is sanand bari 
Yeah, dude. What do you want to talk about? <laughs> Tell me anything. You start. <laughs> no, so I think uh, more often than not in the episodes, I usually go into what the person's journey is been like, yeah. and uh, you know how they've kind of gotten here. But this time, let's take a little bit of a different appro- approach, especially because you're, I think, getting your hands dirty with marketing firsthand, right, and social media and whatnot. Uh, let's slowly dive into what individuals can do today when it comes to marketing. Things that uh, maybe how uh, things that they're doing should probably be impacted by the algorithm and vice versa, uh, and how they can compete with companies because. Ever since I got into uh, pushing the podcast content out there, right? I've been interacting with a lot of these individual content creators, and they've been talking about how Instagram's completely changed the algorithm and looking at uh, con- uh, content creators who are pushing regular content or maybe ten, fifteen stories a day, right. or looking at pushing maybe two, three posts a day. So, how do people who are in that space really compete with the? With the guys who are the big guns, how how do you kind I, of go? About firstly, it? I don't think you should get into the the, the competition mode because it's a losing battle because they have deep pockets. Okay, so you're yeah. never going to be able to compete. I think the differentiator really is quality of content. Okay, I think it's always been quality of content. So if you are an, a creator and if you're, I think the idea if you're a creator should be that you should love the art of creation, and if you love the art of creation, then you won't be bothered about anything else and you just keep creating. Uh, the seek the real secret to success on 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 becoming a creator on the internet, at least from what I've seen, is the fact that you have to create content at a very very high scale for a very long period of time so that you basically are relevant and and people can reach out to you and or rather reach out to your channel and and absorb your content for whatever they want um the more you do the larger the fan following you will have and then the platforms don't have a choice but to you know push you a little bit more because fundamentally if you look at youtube uh, facebook instagram their goal is simple which is they want people to create content that retains audiences on the platform and on the back of that they're going to sell ads hmm. so you have to just create content that that caters to that uh, what do you call it uh, agenda of these hmm. large firms uh, or large or the platform owners hmm. and you're good that's it uh, but the key to that is to be consistent and to keep doing it uh, like you're on the journey now yeah you'll figure <laughs> it you'll have to do a lot uh, do it uh, so we'll obviously get into uh, the topic of how this whole thing is so intrusive and in how it cuts into your daily lives and oh. you just are always hooked on your phone you wake up you're checking the feed you wake up you're checking whether the notifications i mean everyone is right and with uh, shows like social dilemma and all these coming out right now i think it's always like it's been a factor that's always been there but of late people are trying to be a little more let's say purposeful with their consumption if you want to call it that and i think the west has already figured that out or at least seen that happening from quite a few years but india right now there's so many more people there's so many more people who want to push content as well there's so many pe- more people who are just there to consume so how do you kind of uh, be a little mindful about it is one aspect but at the same time because there's so many creators how do you really cut through the noise because like you said it it's to kind of keep it consistent it's to kind of keep at it for some time and kind of play it to the benefit of what these platforms are expecting out of you right so how in a let's say a person who's a, a small timer not even competing against a big player but you know looking at competing against another small timer how can they differentiate themselves apart from just the quality aspect um see i, I don't think there's a there's a answer to all questions in one line right there's no one answer that that fits that, that serves or tackles all questions i think the key is this which is uh consistency is one thing but what happens essentially with every platform is the fact that sooner or later they all get cluttered 
So if you, if you are creating content here, I'm I'm sure that there were about thousands of other podcasters before you, right? Of course. Uh, doing it, and then and 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 hence, yeah. So tomorrow, I'm pretty sure there'll be someone else starting out something new, and and that process is never ending. Which means every platform is going to keep getting. I don't want to use the word cluttered, but that is the term right now in terms of the kind of content and the volume of it that's available. Yeah. Uh, I think you have to bring your unique personality to it. See, there's a huge difference between personal brands and and corporate brands, right? Personal brands actually built on personality. So there's a so whatever you do. At the end of it, there's a layer of personality that actually propels or makes it's the differentiator. Kind of so focus on that. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure if someone's watching uh, the Ranveer show or Joe Rogan and then watching you, I'm pretty sure there's a different. They're getting different things out of it. Mm. Uh, and I'm and you have to figure out what is it that a, a user uh, relates to you with or a viewer relates to you with, and and how do you get them to keep coming back? I think uh, you have to, like I said, consistency is one answer. but the same time you have to also have to be smart you have to figure out what are the new trends so the funny thing with all the algorithms is that they keep changing every year <laughs> so you have to be at the forefront of it to figure out what's working and what's not yeah. uh, i think tiktok was a great answer for a lot of people uh, because <laughs> of the ridiculous organic reach it gave uh, our office boy is a big tiktok star right. he clocks 500000 views wow a day right and that's crazy so if if someone's able to do that which means there's some potential and merit in that platform yeah. but unfortunately now that's gone so you got to figure <laughs> out what's the other what's the next tiktok and yeah. and there's something coming out every day yeah. so you really have to just be very aware uh, be very well read and then also uh, i would say uh, if you can just start using paid media if you can start promoting your content on instagram facebook i think it's just uh, it's just beautiful in terms of the results it can give you in terms of reach it can give you how so um, So this, we have we have a term called CPM. Mm. It's basically a cost per thousand impressions. Right. What's what does it take for you to reach two thousand people? Um, on Instagram, if you are just starting out without any understanding of how to optimize uh, awareness ads, that we call it, you can get it for like sixty bucks. Okay. So sixty bucks, you can reach thousand people. That's the basis. So you start calculating from there. Uh, I know cases of I know I mean we've had cases of brands where at work I've got it to like. Two rupees, three rupees, and it fluctuates. It can it can work in different ways. It depends on what kind of content you have. Uh, how good is it? Are people watching it? Uh, the minute the content starts to trend, then the algorithm itself pushes it up because Got they it. want everyone to watch it. Of course, so, you know it makes sense, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, so as soon as you can leverage paid uh, media, do so because I think as a personal brand, you want. So the funny thing with paid media is paid media gives you reach. Reach builds audience. Audience means you can monetize your content. So it's a loop. So you're saying get yeah. to that loop as quickly as possible. So you're you got to figure figure where in the loop can you start actually, mm. and then just accelerate it. So and that's simple. It's just that's the answer. And that's basically what these platforms want you to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Right? They want you to spend money on it. Yeah. So that you get more eyeballs on it, and yeah. then they will sell that to the other eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> the other eyeballs. Yeah. 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 And I facilitate that. So. <laughs> yeah. No, because it's a a vicious cycle. If I have to put it lightly. uh because the part where you said you finally reached that point where you can monetize it's basically the reverse of what you're doing in the initial stages anyway right it's someone else who's kind of getting their content out there and they get paid i mean you get paid because yeah. of the same thing so but it doesn't always have to be that way because once you build a a consistent and relevant audience what you can then do is uh launch your website for instance start hosting your videos there then you basically control the audience that comes to it you mm. would still need help with social media for distribution but if if you're uh, like for example i think joe rogan's done something right he's moved away from uh, all the YouTube. platforms yeah, yeah i yeah. think he's i think the gre clips still come on youtube but he's no gone. that's still the end of the year yeah so after that it's completely off youtube exactly. is what i've heard so it's gone to spotify and that's because I, everyone like spotify knows that the audience will move with him 
Yeah. yeah, and so that's the kind of leverage you want as a creator. Where you Dude, can, that is just a ridiculous leverage. Ridiculous deal. I mean, yeah. And the funny thing is, he's been doing this for what, 20 years or more than that? Yeah. And he's in some, what, what's his episode numbers? They go into 1,000, 2,000. 1,500 or so, I don't yeah, know, exactly. probably more. So he's been doing it for so long, right? And, and that's the key. So people read the headlines today saying, oh, 100 million deal with Spotify. And they don't realize the fact that. How much thought yeah, has gone into this. How much yeah. effort has gone into it. The fact yeah. that he started it 20 years ago. So it takes yeah. that long yeah. in the internet space to make it, but not so much today. Yeah. I think if you look at some of the uh, later versions and young, like young creators, are, I, I can't call Jordan and young creators, but they're probably one example mm. that we can all relate to being from yeah. the same city. Mm. I think they've done it really well. Yeah. They're doing it really, really well. I think yeah. that's down to creativity again and, yeah. and figuring out your niche. Uh, because I think there are too many people doing motivation. There are too many people doing life hacks. There are too many people doing business uh, related. And what work. about blogs? <laughs> uh, I think uh, blogs are hard. Yeah, blogs but, are but very there hard. Are, there are a lot of people doing that. Yeah, right? uh, again, so, but then you can do blogs in anything, right? So there's, there's mm. opportunity there as well. So yeah. you want to see someone doing something very unique. Yeah. Uh, that's something that's not there now. Um, like I think uh, possibilities are endless to be honest. And, yeah. and the best part about the internet is it just level playing field for everybody. Mm. So you can literally start doing anything and it, it, it will develop into a niche of its own. Yeah. So yeah, I think I that's think the that thing. barrier of entry is the key thing here. Right? It's so easy to yeah. get your content out there. And like you said, the cost of what, 60 bucks, you get in front of 1000 people. It's not for everyone. Just say yeah, no, but still, I mean, that's one example. Yeah, yeah. So, and you're saying it falls as low as, you know, Good single or double digits. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's also how, how do you kind of figure this out? Not just from the, let's say, engagement side, because people are like, let's not get carried away by numbers because you get into that whole cycle. That's a different vicious cycle altogether. You worry about likes, you worry about uh, reach, all of that. But there's this one uh, type of content creator or uh, let's say if you want to call it the Gary Vee mentality, right? Where people are just like hustle and you just hustle do your bit. Yeah, that's it. Just keep going at it and you'll get there. Don't worry. Just put your head down, do the work and you'll get there. That's one aspect of it. But there's no denying that these numbers also play a big role to some extent, right? So how do you find that balance? I mean, it's a very, again, it's a very weird place to be, right? I think uh, that's down to each personality. I don't think, again, there's an answer to that. Uh, the whole hustle mentality works, by the way. But you can't just hustle. You have to be smart too. Yeah. And you have to know what, what are the battles you want to pick where you think you will win and what are the things that you should let go of. I think that's where most people get it wrong. Uh, and I've, I've had, like, I know so many people who are in that mindset of hustle. I think I was too, in my own way. But I think uh, I, I didn't probably term it hustle or, or call it. But I like to uh, occasionally post... Uh, videos on, on Instagram, you know, when I'm at 2am in the office, it, it, there's a thrill to that. And I have to say this, it's, yeah, it's the hustle. Hashtag 2am. Yeah. And, and it's a good fun. Like sometimes you like to do it, but I think uh, hustle is great. Uh, but I think the problem that social media gives you is that you have to be very focused. You have to be single minded because there are too many people doing similar things to what you're doing. Uh, very easily you'll get carried away. You'll start seeing someone, you know, posting pictures of, of, of certain amount of success that they are achieving. And then you're suddenly thinking, oh shit, yeah. you start comparing, that's <laughs> yeah. the worst, yeah. right? Uh, like I've had so many cases of people that I've come across in my life that are sort of in that phase. And it happens to most people in the 20s. Uh, I think the key answer to Not that... Not even if, 20s, right? Even teens now. It's, yeah, teens especially. I think yeah. I, I, we have less context to that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm hiring a lot of young people in the office these days. Yeah. Uh, just graduates. Yeah. Uh, it's fascinating the way they use social media. I think they're just... Uh, On the consumption uh, side, you say? Both. Okay, okay. In terms of consumption and deployment. Okay. So, like, we, you, like you might work with award-winning uh, advertising folks, at least for the way I look at it, right? But someone who's just out of college, 21, is... 10x better than them at Instagram. 
and they know how to like it's very different so uh, i think being born in a generation that sort of using smartphones at the age of 11 or 12 whenever they even start younger probably. even younger probably right i think it has its own benefits so there's always that debate whether it's good for people or not i think the key is to say what are you doing on it how, like is it like what are you, are you leveraging using it, it yeah exactly are you using it the proper the right way or are you just whiling away time and comparing and and, and just you know eventually which leads to insecurity and all of those problems <laughs> yeah so yeah. uh I think the way you're using it and and how you use it is is so key, mm. uh, and I don't think there's enough conversation around that. Yeah, I think the uh, the older generation defaults the mentality of, of of looking at everything from a binary standpoint. Right, it's good it's or it's not zero one. Yeah. <laughs> when we were growing up, it was TV. <laughs> right, of course. Yeah, the junk box. Exactly, and I'm yeah. pretty sure my parents and and their like you know their generation would have something as that was that was considered or looked down upon or, yeah. or considered as whiling away time. Gaming is another thing that you know. Yeah, that but that's still yeah, there. It's still there. I mean, the only difference I'm, I'm is instead of having to plug in your PS5, <laughs> you now have it yeah, on your phone. Exactly. Yeah. It's all instant dopamine hits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I talk to my wife about this all the time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not not just game, just the scrolling. Dude, the a lot of people don't know this, but this is all based on the whole gambling effect or the fact that you're constantly getting these hits, right? So even when with your Instagram feed, you're constantly like. uh doing that whole rubber band effect by scrolling up to the top and checking to see whether there's a fresh feed and you see that constantly going up that's basically like you playing you know i forget what the the slot machine at uh, casinos so you're constantly like looking for fresher hits fresher content and then like okay let me just quickly get this you know get through this content probably help right so that's yeah one way to look at it i think yeah. the 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 root cause for all of that is time Mm. depends on how much time you have but that's the thing have you noticed irrelevant of what you're doing at least let's take on an average level right people always have time to you know log into instagram or there's no logging in anymore you just like press a you button or then yeah and that's it you don't you don't see anyone logging out so i have this very weird uh, funny example where uh, i think my mom used to log out of facebook every single time and i'm talking even on the mobile app okay which is not how it's meant to be used right. which and i found it quite you know surprising but i also noticed that it kind of gave her a particular period where she would log in and use the app and then she's out of there right so you know there's also a barrier of entry issue there too so that kind of maybe holds you back i don't know if that was mindful or not but that's just something she did of late i've reached a point where i just you know without even thinking i just pull out my phone swipe ne- uh, swipe to page 2 click on instagram and i'm like yeah look at look at the uh, number of likes look I at the engagement that's because we are used to unlocking the f- we are logging into the phone and out right yeah, that's yeah. it's a different thing and i think the older generations bringing the desktop culture which is everyone yeah. in the family uses one pc <laughs> so you have to log in and log out yeah. you don't have a choice yeah. Yeah. yeah i think that's just a change in consumer behavior and trends i think uh, i'm starting to see For example, my mother changing like she, she's on Facebook. Like yeah. she, she no longer blogs with logs out. She's no, no, that's right. that's not happening right. with my mom either. I'm I just think, saying that was just the mentality then. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, exactly. And and now it's like a evolution, right? You just keep like the trends just catch on. And, yeah. And uh, it's funny thing I keep telling everyone. So how hashtags were first introduced? It was hashtag. So if you had to say we are ch- we are the champions or we are champions, uh, it was hashtag we underscore. Yeah. R underscore champions. Yeah, yeah. And then it became one term. Yeah. So uh, and, and even camel casing it to some extent, exactly. and that's gone so as well. So Twitter introduced hashtag. I think Facebook copied it, and I think Instagram and and the way people start tagging uh, Instagram pictures changed the way hashtags are used in general. 
So mm-hmm. there's been a huge change, and and if you look at it, the way it was meant to be to what it is now, it, it's changed. So that's another thing with the internet, right? Uh, demand dictates trend, right? And and it could be uh, there's no right and wrong way of doing things, and it depends on how what people embrace and what how people like to do. Probably the easier way, but yeah, exactly the easier way, lazier way, <laughs> lazier way. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, it's fascinating, and I think. Uh, Every day, there's just so much, so much to do and so many opportunities. Yeah. Uh, at some point, I feel all of those. I, I think, for example, social media was very relevant in 15 years ago. Like mm. you could start an app and you had hope that it would turn into something. Those are like those days are gone now. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just the thing with internet. It's just just so fascinating. So I I often don't uh, like maybe I look at things differently because uh, for me, social media is work. Yeah, the way I look at it. So that's me, why I'm having this conversation yeah, with you as well. <laughs> so uh, yeah. like, I'm okay three days not logging into Instagram. I I miss nothing. Like I right. have no problems. Right. Uh, uh, but at the same time, when I log in, I'm also looking at it from a lens of the my everything that I do for work standpoint, right? So I'm scrolling through feed to know what people are up to, what are the way people are putting up content, uh, what the psychology behind it, new trends, new mm. videos. Uh, Reels, mm. uh, it's yeah. just flooded my explore. Like I don't have explore feed anymore. It's it's reels. reels. Yeah, so like it's crazy. Like some something up with the platform. But yeah, so uh, it's just so I look at it in a very different way. Yeah. I look at it from the sense that uh, what's happening, how do I use it for my work, and and how do I turn that into an opportunity? I, my I've been very clear. Mm. So I I've, I've actually I've signed up into every single platform you can think of. I was on Vero at one point in time. Because someone like there was a lot of chat in the Indian internet. I mean, global internet space saying it's the next big thing. I said, "Great, let me go in and see." Uh, and I checked out. It's great UI, uh, but yeah, the Still platform never, never went yeah, anywhere. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I I often don't get into the argument of whether it's good or bad. I can't, in fact. Yeah. Uh, it'll be very <laughs> hypocritical of me to say it's bad. Yeah. So, don't yeah. use this. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I just stay away from it completely. Yeah. 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 And even when I have uh, conversations with Karan, so Karan being a, I mean, your roommate. and also your colleague yeah so he is constantly talking about all these newer platforms and newer places where people are uh, uh you know exploring and trying new things out and i'm just like wow so of course there's that mentality as well but is that denying that there's a good portion of mindless consumption even 100%. for pretty much anyone today right so true 100% yeah. i i think consumption always is mindless okay uh, you start making sense of it when you where if you're aware that you're consuming a lot Mm. and if you want to make meaning out of what you're consuming but that's the thing right if if so i i was listening to this show a while ago where he spoke about how this is the next uh big addiction this is the next big cause of depression or whatever you want to call it, it right already, yeah uh, i mean yeah it, it's obvious but you know things that people aren't aware of like you said uh you have logged in with a purpose or a meaning saying I, i'll use it for so and so reason and the question normally when asked about these platforms is so i can't quit instagram i don't need to go on instagram today i don't need to go on facebook today it's not a big deal i mean but i'm choosing not to which is basically the answer you'd get for any addiction right so if you think about anything right you don't stop alcohol uh i mean i can but why would i want to do that and put myself through that shit right but at the end of the day it it it's all trending towards the same thing and it's it's just like you said even if you are fully aware there's still a part of you that's mindlessly consuming now how do you kind of demarcate that and how do you say it? because i'm actually in that space i was off instagram for 2 years dude completely off like i remember uh, do you, do you, do you know that i mean i don't know but yeah the fact is you know uh, yeah <laughs> it's good because uh, i i don't know i just pulled the plug and i logged off and i was like done 
the moment I uh, started my company, I had to maybe log back in, check few things out. And initial days, I was the one handling it. And then I got team behind it. Again, I was out of it. Now with the podcast, I've got to push content out there regularly. And I'm still kind of forming a team around this and, you know, kind of, you know, keeping things afloat. But that's causing the entire scale to kind of tip into this particular side where I don't know how to consume, how to kind of draw the line because it's all mindless, right? So, yeah, so coming back to the question, how I think do you early days, that's how it is. Even I, even, I, even I was there in 2015 when I was desperately trying to study platforms and how they work. So I spent ridiculous hours just consuming content and just figuring out who's doing what. Uh, I think you have to uh, figure, I think the, the right way to do it uh, would be that either you go completely original and say, I want no reference points and I'm going to figure out everything zero to 100. Okay. Right? That'd be one way to do it. The other way is saying that, okay, I'm going to benchmark four or five people uh, who mm-hmm. are great creators, who are doing great, uh, putting out great uh, content, who have uh, achieved the fame and have sort of lived through the life that I'm embarking yeah. on. And, and but I've, you, I've that's the thing, you can yeah. never know the entire exactly. gamut of you it, right? But yeah. then you just have to go with the gut feeling and say one or two people I'm going to follow and then I'm going to figure out how are they doing things. And I'm going to try and draw some inspiration from it. But I think you should be limited to one or two. Mm. Uh, I mean, you should always be open in mm. terms of trying to figure, like just be open to uh, consuming or open to analyzing trends and, and, and saying, and not having a closed mind, in fact. Mm. But uh, this, but if you try to sort of do everything at once, it's going to be very hard. Mm. So you've got to start off by saying, these are the smallest, the smallest things I want to do. Uh, like for you, it could be as little as now you're saying editing. So it could be as little as picking up editing, right? Mm. Uh, and the next thing could be to figure out how do you then uh, become faster at editing. That could be step two. Efficiencies. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I think you've got to break it down for yourself. And I think all of this boils down to self-awareness, to be honest. Uh, knowing where to draw the line between consumption and then to actually get out and start doing things. Because uh, it happens to a lot of us. I think it happened to me at some point too when I was trying to do something new for a while um, from a work standpoint. And, and I just couldn't because I was in the consumption mode. Um, and so there's two ways to look at it, right? You don't have to be hard on yourself either. You can say that, okay, I'm not ready. I still need to consume a little more for me to understand things mm. or the other way of saying okay that's it I stop now and I execute and I come back and then figure what else I can pick up and learn mm. so uh, I think yeah I think if you're doing too much then the right answer would be to just take a step back and say okay let me do a little less but do well uh, I've also been there uh, I think everyone everyone's been there yeah. I think it's part of life yeah. um, I think that's now it's become out. a part of life yeah, yeah. yeah. and the, the topic of addiction right I think uh, addictions come out of habits you got to figure out what is leading you to have that habit and then just change it. Yeah. I mean, if you don't even know you have an addiction, yeah. it's a big, big problem, right? Right. Yeah. It is. Oh, God. Because Do you have those nights when you're just scrolling and can't sleep? No, no, no. So luckily, no. See, now you're not yeah. there. Yeah, I'm not there. But that's the thing, right? When it, especially at this point where I have really long days and I have to handle the business and handle editing and all of this, because a lot of people don't know I edit my own videos and, you know, there's that part of it, then you're marketing it and all of that. You don't know when you kind of flip from this aspect to mindless consumption, mm-hmm. right? And like, for instance, all these places you said where you go looking for something, like maybe to learn a particular aspect of maybe editing or marketing or whatever, right? I use YouTube that way, just specifically either following only people I need. And it's not a really uh, a mutual benefit, right? The platform doesn't work that way, like the sure. way it does here. Here, if you need followers, you need to show that you can follow unless you've already kind of made it to some extent. And again, like you said, before going down the inorganic path and getting into paid bit, which if you have money, great. I mean, you, you're already, you know, you're well off to some extent. 
But if you plan to go down that organic path, then you have to kind of get involved, engage, let the algorithm know you're actually there. So I've reached a point where, let's say I've dedicated two hours to, to do a particular task and I realize, okay, you know what, I need to check something on Instagram. I get on Instagram. And the next second you know, <laughs> we're going through random people's food, random people's dogs, random people. <laughs> so <laughs> they're, what they're watching. Yeah, exactly. Because like they're watching me. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. after a while it starts to recommend, right? Because yeah. that's how algorithm works, right? The more you surf, it starts to draw patterns between where you're spending time and starts to show you that. Mm. Like my Instagram feed is filled with football. Mm. It's just football news. And like, there are times when, you know, I get news from Arsenal and Liverpool. I'm like, okay, now I'm done. Like, that's, when you like, that's when you leave. That's when you draw the line. That's when you throw the phone. Like, <laughs> you know, so that's for me. But you know, in all seriousness, that happens. That, that loop is vicious, right? And then you start. And, and I remember like when Reels launched, I was curious to know Reels. So I started watching them. And now, like, I think, like I was telling you, I don't have the explore option on the feed. That's replaced to, I think, search has gone up and, and yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So like, at first day I was like, what the hell? Because my default is to go there, yeah. And I keep getting reels, yeah. and I don't yeah. like watching reels. Yeah, and I was just watching it for work purpose. <laughs> but uh, I think again, like, I, like I said, right? It, it draws down to self awareness, but self awareness is really hard to come by without experience of of doing various things in life. Yeah. So it's a, I would actually tell people just not to uh, be hard on yourself. Just consume it. If you want to just be there for two hours and, and consume it, do it. When you realize you have a problem, that's when you probably get onto the correction path. Mm. But until then, just uh, go for it. Mm. I think every addiction, that's the key, right? You know uh, it's a problem and it's it's interrupting with your day-to-day -day life. And that's when you know it's an addiction. Mm. As long as that's not happening, I think it's fine. But even I have those days. Like I like I, I told you, I'll be like down in 10 minutes. Yeah. I, I sort of, yeah, I, yeah. I got into some loop, like yeah. something. Uh, for me, it's WhatsApp actually, <laughs> more than anything else. I just get so much going on on WhatsApp. So I just get caught up in that. Okay. But uh, yeah, but I, I, th I just feel it's, I think we have uh, too much of the conversation. I think everyone should speak for themselves. Uh, I don't think there's enough of that on social media, at least on record, people don't. Um, mm -hmm. I think uh, it's just human tendency to, just watch what other humans are doing. It's just very deeply <laughs> driven into our uh, psyche. Psyche, yeah. yeah. And into society, right? Yeah. So everyone does it. So I think uh, back in the day, I, I'm pretty sure, I mean, even now, uh, there's a lot of community gossip that goes on. Mm. Instagram is a version of that. Yeah. You're just streaming through and, and trying to see what people are up to. And then you hear something and then like, yeah. Yeah. Have you, like, you should try this out. You should just go follow one of those Bollywood photographers. Hello. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you do it for a while, right? And you'll see how your explore feed changes. You yeah. start seeing all these Bollywood gossip stories of yeah. Ranbir and somebody else. Like, it, yeah. it just keeps coming. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh. So, it, so you your feed is a byproduct of, of what you consume. Yeah. So I think you should start filtering out from there. So I've had a policy from very early on saying I don't want to follow too many people. Um, mm. Like I just don't. Uh, less information is great. So I've always kept it. I think uh, until last year I was just following about 200 people on Instagram. It's not like too many follow me but it's always been in that ratio. Yeah. So I think now I've gone up by about 80-90 because I just found some interesting creators. I want to know what they're up to right. etc. So yeah but I think everyone needs to draw a line based on what their personality is. Mm, yeah. So yeah, so one thing I want to talk about is you you mentioned how you only follow the right kind of people or at least restrict or draw the line and say I'll only pro probably consume content from these people or these brands or businesses or whatever, right? But don't you think the algorithm is anyway going to be pushing novel, fresh stuff so that way, you know, it can probably just 
maybe dip your toes in and see whether this works because you see that as well right now I, the latest feature which I was uh, showing my wife is I think when you're going through stories you get three suggestions on the story saying hey you want to follow this person which is again just different ways of getting the word out there and this is all based on your habits yeah, yeah. and you get people that you know right yeah. or, or people that are friends with your friends or, yeah. or uh, the other thing is WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram is all owned by the same entity. Mm. You have someone's number, you you text them on WhatsApp, invariably they'll pop up on Facebook and Instagram. It just works that yeah. way. That's uh, what they bought Facebook yeah, for. It is. Yeah. Like, data just spills over all three. So yeah. uh, there's a lot more recommendation happening. And and, and I, I haven't finished Social Dilemma. Because mm. after a while I was like, hey, this is what I do at work. <laughs> <laughs> so, I haven't seen it yet. I've been telling Apurva that we have to watch it. But yeah. Yeah. Right, so uh, I, I know the conversation around it, but uh, it's not new to me because I've just been open. I, I know how, how the backend works. Mm. So I've never had those problems. But yeah, I think it's very key to filter what you want to see because there's too much noise out there. Uh, so I think I use different platforms differently. Like on YouTube, I don't mind just, just getting lost, right? Uh, I used to do a lot of that on Facebook videos until I stopped using Facebook as much. Uh, but uh, there are videos and like there are some times when I, I, I don't have anything to do. And I just want to know what's trending or, or what people are watching and I'm just watching and, and and YouTube or Facebook suggests videos to me. Most of the times it's just videos that I've already watched, mm. but they just want me to rewatch it and stay there. And, and you probably will. Yeah, I probably will because <laughs> I have time to kill. So that happens. But I think different. I use different platforms very differently. Like Twitter for me is so-so information. Uh, and I just want to know what's current, what people are talking about. So I just go there for that. Yeah. Uh, and Facebook, to be honest, uh, it's I don't even know why I use it anymore. <laughs> this is there. I think it's just linked to... Uh, it's still like the funny thing with Facebook is this, right? They know the fact that uh, if you need to use your ad manager or if you need to use the, the tools that really matter from a, from a distribution standpoint, you have to go to Facebook. Yeah. So, so they still got you locked in on yeah. that. So maybe that's the reason, but I have Facebook for that. But other platforms are very sort of clear who I follow, who I don't. Uh, Instagram is restricted to people I know. And people I want to know, let's put it that way. Yeah. So for instance, I followed like zero people from Bollywood, like yeah. zero, like nobody. And that's also because it's Bollywood. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also follow no comedians that I think of now. Yeah. Uh, because like, I don't know if the top, if the content is trending, it'll come across. Yeah. If it's not, then probably I'll go and um, like look for, it. look for it and yeah. watch it when I have yeah. the time to do so. Yeah. Uh, but off late, I've been just following some few creators because I think lockdown has really bought out creativity for people. Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on, yeah, look exactly. at this. <laughs> and I think people have been doing a lot of, uh, I think compared to six months back, how things were and how it is now. I think there's just so much innovation and creativity out there. Yeah. Uh, I want a piece of that. So now I've started changing. But I think restricting the, the circle to who, it's similar to, I think, the kind of friends you want to have in the real world. So it's I very think, subjective. There's no black and white answer to this yeah, whole there thing, isn't, right? There isn't. I think what like you, you do you like you know what works for you you use it. Some people just generally love following and 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 commenting and and tweeting and all of that. So if they love that, they should do it. I think uh, we have this term in at work we use. Uh, we call people who just see everything but don't engage lurkers. <laughs> You're just lurking, right? Yeah. Uh, a lot of people who exhibit that yeah. uh, sort of characteristic yeah. and trait. So like you don't engage beyond anything that is just core, like that evokes uh, your sort of uh, feeling or, or, or something that you want to express, but you're seeing and watching and hearing everything. Everything. Yeah. So yeah. So there's a, there's a mix of, of both. So there's no real answer to what works and what doesn't, you know, you just have to, as long as you're happy, I think it works. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned uh, how Facebook uh, is probably the first place that all of this started and the fact that none of these will run without Facebook. It's like the backbone to some extent, right? Like if you think about it, most people 
will definitely have an account on Facebook. Irrelevant of whether you're using it or not. Either yeah. because the trend was that or like you said, if I have to get active on Instagram and I need a business page, I need to create one on Facebook as well and then you link it and whatnot. And uh, one more thing I want to talk about is something that people don't really understand why WhatsApp is still under the same umbrella and how, you know, the fact that I think we were talking about privacy and all these uh, security issues a while ago too, but the fact that if you add someone on WhatsApp, there's a reason why the suggested friend list has basically that person there. And it's it's happened to me so many times where I don't know the guy's name, dude. And I'm just like, I know the face and I know the number or rather I have the number stored and I see that, oh, this is what his name is. So maybe, you know, send him a request. How do you see these, in, these sort of interlinks uh, uh, affecting maybe how we might interact with someone? Because the next topic I want to go to is what you said earlier, right? The kind of friends you choose to have in your real life has now gone onto the cloud, yeah. right? So we'll get to that. But how do you see this uh, sort of uh, interlinking that's probably going to go a long way, in a good way, bad way, all of that? Tell me this. Uh, how many times has happened where you've been talking about something on WhatsApp? All the freaking time. Right? Dude, I, I've seen videos where, so we have these Google Homes, right? We're just like randomly talking about stuff. And then next second, you know, wait a sec. Why was, I was just talking to the person about this. Why is an ad popped up with, you know, an ad for whatever it, it was I was talking yeah. about, which is just awkward. Again, I'm not sure if that is a coincidence. Probably not. But yeah. There's no documented evidence to actually say. Uh, hey, end-to-end -end uh, encryption. Okay. No, no. <laughs> there's actually no evidence yeah. to suggest that they use uh, data of WhatsApp yeah. or uh, for it's not conclusive. Instagram. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah, um, and yeah, as l I don't think it'll ever change until there's government regulation, hmm. because as you and you're seeing a lot of that in the states. Yeah, right? I think uh, more so in Europe than states. I think there's actual concrete talks of Europe probably banning Facebook. Even Singapore as well, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think in China they're all banned anyway. So, <laughs> so you know, so I think uh, it, it's built like that for a reason. They want data. Data is like, it's oil in, in today's world. Uh, and if you have data, then you can control a lot of things, right? Um, and you must have seen this with every single app that you use. Um, so one of the things you could do, which I've done is, uh, I think barring the payment apps that I use, I don't, I've blocked or turned off notification for every single app. Yeah. Of yeah, course. Like, in, like including Tinder. Yeah. Like, yeah. You get a notification. I don't even know how that late. works. Yeah. It's but too yeah. late. Like, I, I didn't get the notification. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't see what's happening. But it happens with, with across. Uh, I've done that with Swiggy. So okay. I don't know if he's delivered or reached until he calls me. Yeah. Uh, saying that he's reached here. So I've been very conscious saying I don't want my day to day life to be interrupted by notifications. Simple. Mm. Uh, and I've taken that conscious call. So I like, and this is also because I'm, I feel I'm among the top 1% of informed users because I do this day in, day out. Mm. Like uh, I've written, uh, we call it notification copy. Okay. So you study a app, you study its cohort, and then you define what time periods uh, activities higher and what time periods you can make activity higher. Mm. And you figure out what needs to be done at the back end in terms of prompting a user yeah, yeah. to open the app and spend more time. Yeah. So there are ways to do that. So like I've, I've gone into that depth, right? So I understand how the entire ecosystem works. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I'm very like non-emotional about it. For me, it's work. Mm. Um, and I think it'll be a good thing for most kids and teenagers to probably stay off 
smartphone in general like <laughs> i didn't think i don't i didn't have a smartphone till i was 15 no, not smartphone i didn't have a phone till i was 15 my smartphone was at 22 or something dude smartphones came up way later yeah yeah, yeah. I, i my first android device was at 22 uh, i mean we were smart till then yeah we were, exactly so we didn't need a phone but yeah so i think that, that's a good thing to sort of uh, practice in day and age uh, but again like I, like for example i've never turned off or gone off social media even for a day I can but I haven't because it's for me it's part of work so I look at it that way uh, but I think uh, that conversation is valid in terms of uh, does it uh, is it too invasive it, it should we be speaking more about privacy but if you honestly ask me as someone who understands the entire ecosystem there is nothing as privacy every single uh, app on your phone has the permission to access your gallery, everything yeah has the uh, uh, option to turn on your mic uh, what's left yeah right Yeah. So, so I'm pretty sure they read through your messages. Yeah. Uh, so they know when you swipe a debit card and the message comes in, like, like it's happening. So there are different apps that collect different uh, categories of data. Mm. Uh, so I really, really think uh, likes of Facebook and Google are, I think, the forefront of it because their entire existence depends on it. They 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 don't sell data; they make it optional for people yeah. to advertise on the back of data. Yeah. So yeah, so, like selling the meta part of the data. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> so, so they're not going to change their business models. Yeah, because they can't exist otherwise. Yeah, and as a result of which, the, the way social media is structured will continue to exist. It's I think a call for users to say, do I want to be on it or no? Uh, I think end of the day, it's just convenient. I think what all the apps and social media does, it, it gives you convenience. If you're willing to let go of it, then great. I mean, if not, then you got to use it. Yeah, like I'm super lazy that way. Uh, You'd rather have the system do I it for you to submit. I booked a Dunzo to to get grocery like 200 meters away. <laughs> I know you. I've because, seen the Dunzo guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> he'll come up and and he'll ring the bell and give it to me. Like I don't have to go. Right? It's so easy. Like I and and it's funny, right? Because I have not gone into supermarket for so long. I discover products on Dunzo and Swiggy and and Amazon and and Big Basket actually even lesser. I actually don't like Big Basket because I order it and and there is a time zone in which they can deliver it to you, and I think that's inconvenient. I want it when I want it. Right, and I feel Dunzo is a lot more uh, convenient for me that way. Mm. Uh, and then there's obviously Amazon because you can't get everything yeah. at all times. Yeah. But <laughs> that's what Amazon's for. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right. So, like, yeah. sometimes you just have to go to Amazon. No choice. Yeah. So, so I use it that way. So, it, it's I think uh, this. To be honest, I think like again, I keep going back to this term, right? Self-awareness. You just need to know what kind of a user you are. Mm. More and more, you understand yourself. You'll you'll figure what's good for you and what's not. and they will take preventive measures around it yeah because the 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 point you mentioned here where it's being done to kind of benefit you is basically how they're selling it to you yes and also to some extent that's true there's no denying that i mean see when something like facebook or youtube started you are probably just consuming two three people because there were probably only two three people on the platform at that point right people the number of people were just very few Imagine today you go up there and you find content from your grandma, the grandma's neighbor, grandma's neighbor's dog, and you have everyone's content, and then you don't know what you want to watch, and that'll basically get you off the platform anyway. Yeah. And also you miss out on whatever content it is that you have come there to watch. Right. Right. So I think it does help you to some extent. It's like you said, how you want to look at this baggage. Yeah, but I think uh, for for I think the next generation, I would say that I think. our generation when they then they become parents i think we have a unique uh, strength which is the fact that we know how all of these platforms actually work right so we we'll I mean dude come on let's i i don't entirely believe that we're going to use that to no, our benefit I'm... at all i mean think about it this way we have our parents some of these parents who have basically had the ball 
you know of their life when they uh, when they're twenties or teens and they've gone out and you know partied, done whatever they need. But then the moment they hit their thirties, they're like, you know, none of that happened. But you know, I know my kids are going to do this. So not even understanding that your kid is being exposed to all of these and there's a mindful way to approach this conversation. It's happening today. Sure. So I think even with social media and probably social media at that point is something else altogether. Who knows? Sure. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen, dude. I mean, it's such a... I don't know. Like We I'm, have it, but will we use it? <laughs> I'm actually thinking, right? Like, what if like I could get my kid to start hosting a podcast at six? Right? <laughs> By the time he's 16, he's a new Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to work after that. Like... <laughs> Yeah, so, because he can't earn it comes yeah, to you exactly so it's Damn. all on my account taking child labor to the next level exactly <laughs> I'm sure Facebook allows it <laughs> yeah dude I mean if you think about it right yeah, but there are a lot of people doing that like I, I, there's this father son duo I follow on YouTube um, they just cut things Mm. They just. Get, I've seen that. Yeah, they cut things. On yeah, I've seen that. Like yeah. I, I think, the and they're team, trending. Like they're yeah. they're really up there, right? They've been on for a while. I think I discovered them five years ago. So like, you give them anything, and the show is about just cutting and seeing what's inside. Yeah, that's it. So <laughs> I've seen. Uh, I think the episode where they cut open a, a bowling ball yeah. or something on those lines. You yeah, know, these. I, I've seen a, a WWE belt. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing like this. <laughs> Oh, there's this weird meta joke. It's like they're cutting another cutting machine. Oh. <laughs> like, what is the world I'll watch that. <laughs> Now you know the loops, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but you're right. Uh, I think the fact that we're equipped with this sort of information, we should ideally be in that, you know, in the driving seat and we should know how to handle it. But if you think about it, even conversations today uh, where people have to talk about sex ed or have to talk about... Anything, right? Anything that's a little taboo. You have to talk about porn. You have to talk about what kids are consuming these days, being exposed to whatever it is, right? Parents don't still do that. And you could say that it's maybe the uh, mindset of how their generation was. But having said that, you see, you still see people who are very forward-minded who don't take up that sort of, you know, that conversation. So I don't even know if this is going to be the case in the future, to be very honest. But that's always been the case, right? We've yeah, all, exactly. We've all had friends whose parents were... Super conservative. Yeah. Usually it's ours. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've always had parents who uh, always had friends whose parents were too super chill and, and, and very accommodating and, and probably had a different way to look at life. And you've always seen those mix. I think real world is the same. Uh, there are going to be people who are always going to be conservative. There are going to be people who are always going to be liberal. Uh, and they're going to be centrist. Uh, mm. You just have to figure out where you are. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, to be honest, a non-event. And that's not only a social media phenomenon. I think most of the conversations today around social media and mental health are not social media phenomena. They are real life phenomena. Mm. Um, if you're depressed because you're consuming too much on social media, possibly you're depressed because you're depressed and because your life's not in the right track or if you're This depressed. is like a yeah, catalyst. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's a great Gary Vaynerchuk saying, he says, uh, social media doesn't change you, it exposes you. Mm. So I, I actually believe in that. And I think... Uh, being on both sides to consuming, to creating things Curating, that catalyzed, yeah. that act as catalyst to consumption. I sort of know both sides of how it works. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, see, the businesses will always try to make more money. And if social media is the, the easiest path to do that, they will continue to amplify and do figure things out on it. So there's no real, what do you say, uh, hack around it. Apart from just drawing a line for yourself and saying, this is what I do and this is what I don't. So I really, really think uh, conversation around that would be great. Mm. Yeah, like turning off notifications is a great thing. Dude, you have no idea. Uh, 
I have notifications on WhatsApp turned off. So yeah, yeah, but I'm active all the time because yeah. I have web open at all times. <laughs> so I sort of know what's going on at all times. But yeah. that's a big that's a big start, right? You don't yeah. have to uh, because I treat them all like email mm. because uh, I get a WhatsApp message and then I reply to it when I actually get the time to reply to it. Yeah. Uh, but usually I reply fast because I'm yeah. always on the go. Yeah, I, I think when your business is doing better, let's say from that aspect, right? Because there is obviously some sort of toxicity when it comes to that bit too, where you want to constantly check your mail. You want to constantly check whether this person's replied, right. whether uh, what are the talks like with the client. So you follow up with your teammate and say, hey, did that person, you know, come back, get back to us. That's one aspect. So even with my consumption, like you said, I haven't switched off the notifications, but I'd say about 80, 85% of the apps I've switched it off. But WhatsApp, maybe uh Certain required or uh, you know uh, apps I regularly use I have but I have it I have the DND mode switched on all the time, ever since I got into um, I think maybe about a year ago I've just been on DND throughout the day. So it started off with DND in the night, and I want to make a video actually sometime in the future where I talk about the the, the most yeah seriously the benefits or rather the most important feature in a phone is the damn DND mode because it literally blocks out like for instance I've switched on DND right now like just as always so I know for the fact nothing seeps through not even a sound nothing like for instance with um, notifications you have to go there and voluntarily switch off every single one or you switch off everything at the at the end and it's not a smartphone anymore it's, a, it's just a phone like you said I just do that at the time I install them <laughs> yeah so, yeah it's yeah. done but yeah. it's it's at the end of the day it depends on how you want to consume it right sure. so I like to keep uh, a register of these notifications that come through so my feed when I switch on the I don't want to call it the feed basically my notifications uh, are basically ones I want to quickly get down to so like, for instance, Swiggy and Uber and all of that is just BS. It just doesn't uh, help. Sure. Right. So, um, yeah, I think it it comes down to you. It comes down to how you want to mindfully consume. It right. comes down to how, why you're using this. I, I mean, it's great to talk about it, but there's no denying that we are puppets and it's, it's just, you know, working to their benefit and made to seem like it's working to our benefit too, to some extent. Right. I think the key may also be in figuring out what makes you feel that you're in control. Mm. And if that gives you happiness, just like good, anything, it's a good illusion yeah. to be in. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> so yeah. as long as no one bursts that bubble, yeah. you're good. And I don't think anyone would like until you know. Why would they? Until I mean, you, <laughs> until you you start seeing content from someone you're not following at all. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to follow. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like Liverpool for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, what do you think the future? You know, I'm looks like or seems like I'm. I'm sure there are like you said. I think you mentioned an app a while ago. What do you see that might be the trend, you know, somewhere down in the line? In personal brand? I'd say both. Let's talk about both. I think uh, it, it, corporate brands, I think tons of tons of stuff because uh, there are organizations like mine who are trying to sell innovative things to brands, right? So they will, they will innovate at every stage. They will try and do new things. But with regards to uh, personal brand, I, I really feel it's down to the size of the personal brand. Like, can you transcend from becoming uh, being uh, uh, someone who made sketches on YouTube to going to acting in films like a Mithila Parker right mm. who's been doing that so I think it's a for for in for individual brands and personal brands it's more of an evolution uh, down to the path that you're taking I think there's no real answer to saying that this is how it is going to play out uh, but I think a lot of innovation will come in I think more people will start building their own websites once they figure out that uh, social media is not viable enough and it's too expensive people might start to build their own apps I think that's a very I think a lot of Bollywood actors for instance I think going down that path 
they are building their own apps okay um, and their people can engage and and i don't even know what goes on in there because i haven't don't have one of those apps but i probably should just to study yeah. but just to study yeah, sorry <laughs> <laughs> and looks yeah <laughs> so new instagram yeah but uh, yeah i think uh, there will be a lot of that people are going to sort of try and develop something of their own i think there's a lot of stuff to still leverage right and and the the funny thing is uh, no matter how big a person brand you are you can't do all of it at once uh, or maybe you can if you have like if you're some one of those people like tony robbins or or gary vee or mm. or one of those guys who are, who are so active who really want to make a mark and be present everywhere then yes then you probably leverage email marketing you would probably do sms a lot of people are doing sms based stuff now yeah. uh websites are, not, are, are given having podcasts having multiple themes or or, or sub shows within your podcast um there's so much that you can do and also i think a lot of people are now uh, outsourcing their social media usage mm. like they have a team with them all the time they travel around and then they do social media for them yeah. Uh, that's another thing um i think t- those are the kinds of trends that you will see but i think it it also comes down to what you want to do right i think you can be a joe rogan that has one big podcast and then is uh moderately active across other channels um but podcast is is like the hero for him it's what brings all the eyeballs and then you could take that as spotify or do it on youtube however it works um and then you could be a gary v who's everywhere like he's like yeah he's literally everywhere, everywhere. <laughs> right and it's part of a strategy <laughs> so uh, you could be that and there could be a lot of like indian guys itself doing like i think a beer biceps is a very good example of how he started with fitness he moved into uh, i think general mental health and and healthy living based conversations now i think he's going transcending that into uh, i think doing a lot of business based content as well so you can reinvent yourself if your audience really buys into your personality like i said in the beginning then i think it's very easy to just keep transcending and and trying different things out mm. dwayne johnson yeah Dude, that guy is incredible. I don't like what is like he's selling tequila. Have you seen? He's his? selling everything. So he's a perfect example. I keep telling everyone, right? Uh, I think wanted to be a footballer, couldn't do that. Went to I think wrestling. Went to movies. So people should know they're talking about The Rock. Yeah, yeah Dwayne yeah. Johnson, The Rock. Who, who yeah, <laughs> just like yeah. People who don't watch Disney movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, he does a lot of uh, like he's done that, right? He's he's transcended, and I think he's the greatest example of that. Uh, mm-hmm. of what you can do and i think a lot of indian guys also sort of coming and 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 getting into that i can see them going in that path mm-hmm. uh, slowly and steadily they'll get there mm-hmm. but it's a long journey yeah. very rarely does it happen overnight like very rarely so mm-hmm. yeah i mean the only time it happens overnight is if you already have pretty much made it right like you said beer biceps already was well known or prominent in a particular industry i think no but he was doing it uh for years like, that's that's the thing i mean the in 2014 or something yeah, right? i mean there are people who like for instance i think jennifer anson got on to instagram the next second year she has yeah, a million that, that, that's because fame came from elsewhere exactly yeah, yeah. so that that always works no yeah. doubt about it yeah uh, i think donald trump is among the highest most followed i think highest followed twitter accounts really i mean makes sense I that so. guy is pushing out some incredible uh, fiction camera. content <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, but I I don't know. I think he's among those, right? Yeah. I mean, I started following him. So yeah, like yeah. it's good fun. Yeah, like it's course. just yeah. absolute fun. Yeah, in terms of what all goes on, it's just crazy. You yeah. think that that's real? Yeah, like, exactly. It <laughs> so so yeah. So I think uh, you like I said, if you have audience, uh, this is the other thing I keep telling everyone. There's only three reasons why people follow you. Either you are doing education and information content, or you're entertaining, or you're relatable. I think we we spoke about this a yeah, while ago. A while ago. Right? There's yeah. nothing else. there's no reason for anyone to follow anybody or anything on you know, any social media so if you can figure out where you want to be it's simple then i think you're sort of i think uh, the trends are like this right you are either in information and relatability or you're in entertainment and relatability 
very rarely do people do all three i mean you can but yeah. i don't think you'll be known for all three so mm-hmm. and entertainment is what gets you the highest yeah. uh, viewership and followers yeah uh, for the others it's it's sort of you'll be there you'll have a niche you'll be like very well known in the mental health space or fitness or or, or food etc but you wouldn't sort of transcend mm. um, and be synonymous with pop culture that's yeah. that's unique mm. yeah, yeah no because even with joe rogan there's uh, a big community in the states that only know him for ufc right very true and the guy started off as a stand up comedian yeah i or for the most part people who have watched shows on axn know him for fear factor mm. right but but the fact of the matter is the guy is doing all of this and he when you when you see him on fear factor he doesn't come across as the guy who's very knowledgeable who knows True. a lot of things he knows what he's talking about yeah. because he has a different character there right have you noticed that but on the on the joe rogan podcast he is tearing into the other guy yeah our girl or whatever and, and he's literally smoking pot like yeah, so openly tail on mask yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. i think that's just just how today's day and age is the construct is right you could do multiple things and be known in niche for all three or be known for everything like the rockers so oh yeah that is <laughs> yeah the rockers like, even yeah. even his fame he owes it to to wwe everything else yeah like yeah, how he's built up from there right oh yeah i mean dude being part of the wrestling federation it's all about acting it's all about drama right and the guy was killing it there i mean i i still remember the scenes again right? it's down to distribution i think wwe out of 205 countries or, or three countries i think they're live in 180 Wow. That's ridiculous distribution. Yeah, what is that? I don't think any other American sport has that kind of global presence. Damn. Not even basketball. So <laughs> so that's just the power, right? Yeah. I think so if you have great distribution then you can so which is why I was talking about paid media in the in in the beginning of the uh, the, the show yeah. where uh, <laughs> the call. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, so uh, like yeah, these days when you do video interactions you know, like yeah, it's call, become a call. call yeah. yeah. So uh actually to think of it a huh? first podcast for me it is during a pandemic <laughs> kind of cool nice nice yeah, you know, and that too in person in person yeah, yeah. just yeah. so close to home yeah. <laughs> literally so people who don't know he lives right up here literally two floors up three. so oh three floors i mean okay that <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, one floor counts <laughs> yeah so yeah so where were we yeah in terms of distribution paid, right paid, yeah so yeah. uh so yeah so the, that's the benefit of paid media right it, it gets your message out to faster paid media means to spend money to to promote your content for those of you who don't know that uh so yeah so if you spend money on your on distribution of your content it gets to more people faster so then more people know you and then it just plays out faster so what you could have achieved in 3 years you might do in 1 and 1/2 mm. so but you're got to spend money for that and that's the other thing right platforms are getting expensive every year so the cpm that i told you of 60 is probably an average that i took in 2018 mm. i'm sure it's much higher now Yeah. um and i think my take is this which is uh, instagram was historically always cheaper than facebook in 2015 i think that trend will change i think so has it started. not changed yet hmm i think for certain sectors yes certain no i think things like lifestyle etc yes uh, but something that's still fmcg oriented or 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 you're doing something very entertainment mass mm-hmm. i think facebook is still the option for mm-hmm. you to go to so yeah again but i think so to be honest right when you advertise on facebook and instagram it's it's just one button that differentiates it because once you set up your ad you have a last option saying where do you want to show it facebook mm-hmm. instagram and then mm-hmm. you have sub options within that yeah. but it's just about just one checkbox yeah so yeah. from a functionality standpoint it's it's hardly makes any difference yeah but yeah but it's just the overall construct of audience how the platform functions what's the demand how how many other people are advertising on it which leads to define what price you pay 
mm-hmm. and it's based on a bidding rate by the way yeah of course so you bid yeah. so you say i will run ads and i don't want to pay more than 1 rupee so yeah. so yeah that's how you do it the whole paid bid is something that people don't generally talk about and i think there is no denying that there is obviously some benefit to it if you want to really get your content out there because i've had a lot of people who join my team uh, at tuckstand or even with the team i'm forming around this who um, the expertise that they bring into a table is on the side of paid promotions it's on the side of ads but what i've at least followed and i believe to some degree and like i think you mentioned that as well that you need to get to a point or be publishing content of certain quality before you can really get into paid ads and what not right it may not make sense for you to do that right from the get go sure uh because if you have zero posts and you're basically <laughs> promoting your page i don't know what you're doing but or you could be a lurker but <laughs> yeah uh but yeah coming back to this what is the um let's say the simplest way for someone to take their personal brand across platforms like for instance again let's not talk about people who have literally made it let's again people who well known or famous folks let's say we have started off or let's say i'm i am in this situation right now where i have content being pushed out on instagram but i want to eventually get into let's say a new tiktok how is it only by siphoning off crowd from this particular platform to no. that or how does this work you shouldn't look at it that way i think uh, look at every platform as its own ecosystem and then try to build audience within that but does that mean you start from scratch how else would you start i mean in the sense that you have already gotten to a certain point or a certain degree here like you remember um there were these winers when wine was quite active wine. right is yeah winers is called winers no winers as in the guys who were pushing i don't know what it's called i'm just like Pretty throwing in wine but okay <laughs> so wine people uh, <laughs> who that's uh, very uh, indian wine. <laughs> yeah wine uh, creators whatever right see these guys who you know all of a sudden they pull the plug on the platform and they had to figure out other ways and tiktok they, yeah correct all of that right but you notice certain people like i think rudy mancuso and all that moved from wine to youtube so, but they had to leverage it in a way and like you said really be purposeful of how to push content out there so right i think that's again a good conversation to have right so if you're a personal brand and a creator don't in over invest in one platform i think what happens to most people is people are comfortable with one platform mm-hmm. um i've had this with myself too i'm i'm more natural on on instagram and i'm i'm very very uh careful of what i do on linkedin also because i think linkedin is very pretentious now <laughs> like every- linkedin stories do you see that oh shit oh shit <laughs> no i think stories are fine i just think the audience on linkedin that are active in general don't really have an idea of how to use stories that's a different thing yeah, altogether yeah. but i think linkedin is probably the 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 platform for bullshit these days like people like this you just take the simplest of topic and turn it into like some fucking uh, <laughs> joke like uh, not a joke like it's, it's just they just make it sound like it's crazy right yeah. uh, oh what will this is the scenario what will you do a or b and then they'll write about oh in my life from my experience i think b is greater than a because of blah 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 like it's fucking logic yeah. like you know it right yeah. and the so, moment you agree to something there's someone else who's coming to yeah, bite you like no it's funny on the and the thing right so you it's very it's crazy uh, when someone has an opinion you can either agree or disagree but in linkedin you have a third possibility which is they have their own version of that opinion right <laughs> and it goes on but you also see that in real life as well yeah, right exactly. in certain no. parties you have these conversations with these weirdos yeah, they're drunk like <laughs> <laughs> what's the excuse on linkedin like it's it's very probably they're drunk <laughs> yeah this <laughs> we are especially now right everyone's at home so probably they're drunk but that, you just see a lot of that and and uh, like linkedin i think is so pretentious uh, i know that because you know of works you you send an email out to somebody over something and you need an approval you need something and then they they don't look at it 
sometimes they tell you that they don't have time they don't respond or sometimes they tell you they don't have time to respond but they write these long as articles on linkedin right yeah. and i'm pretty sure it took them like longer than to draft an email to do that because yeah. you just very careful of what you put out yeah. so it's it's super pretentious uh, and my favorite linkedin influencer are the ones who say oh it's you should reply to people you should do this you should do that and then you send them an email and then you hear nothing for like ever <laughs> like yeah. right? you might as well remove the connection because it's just it's yeah. equal to that yeah. but yeah there's a this this too much hypocrisy on that platform so so yeah just coming back to the point right so you should just figure what uh, platform comes naturally to you uh, and actually rather you should figure what format of content comes naturally to you i think a lot of people like to write uh, they're comfortable with that in terms of articulating their thoughts some people can speak like i believe that's something i can do uh, some people are comfortable speaking but without a camera mm. so they could probably use soundcloud anchor things like that to amplify their reach um and on there are some other people who probably do great uh, short micro content like tiktok for mm. instance and and for them that kind of platform works so i think it you have to map down and to say what format of content you're most comfortable in producing and then just go hard on that and then for the others you figure something out Uh, I do something so on YouTube. I I used to do. I was quite consistent before the pandemic and after that. You did, yeah. You were we were talking about this as well. Yeah. So I I do this uh, YouTube show if I could call it that. I call it Virality One Hundred One. Yeah. Because it's based on the company. Uh, yeah. And like the name suggests. So my theme is very clear. I just pick questions of quarter that people would have in, with doubts or questions with regards to my industry, and then I answer them in a video format. I do like a twenty minute. Some I think average is about twelve minutes, but I answer three questions. um uh, in a in a q and a format um and then i give that to my team who then post produce it for youtube so i have no idea how do you edit hmm. i think you're like way ahead of me in that sense <laughs> yeah. like i have zero idea yeah. i didn't it. either till i got around to this when i realized right push comes to shove i have to do it so <laughs> my editor left so i just stopped shooting like that's what i did like, yeah. i i take the camera with you yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did he, he did it. that's why <laughs> <laughs> it was his camera. Yeah. So yeah. So so I just stopped uh, like just putting out content. But uh, the idea would have been I would do a master footage for YouTube. Then I would give the same that I would replicate on probably Facebook. Uh, I would then give the the I actually did this during the initial days of lockdown because we had a lot of time. I gave the footage to the team and I said just chop it up into micro footage, micro content, right? For YouTube, for Instagram, for some for TikTok. We could figure LinkedIn. Uh, yeah. I just. get very turned off by that platform today these days i should probably just you know that, that's you know that's one platform where i haven't filtered who i follow and who i don't that's probably why exactly yeah. now that i think of it yeah it's like a loop yeah. and it hit me yeah. back now yeah. Yeah. this is the loop yeah <laughs> you go back to your connections yeah. and i like check them off <laughs> yeah exactly but just way too many to let go but i think uh, but on linkedin i think I, it's a it's a great organic reach platform so if mm. you like my post and you like it everybody in your feed sees it it's like facebook 2008 So mm. it's great. So maybe because of that, I just accepted anyone and everybody. But and I also thought I'd make some genuine connections, which hardly happened. Like yeah, I probably didn't respond to you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They were busy writing a motivational <laughs> status on LinkedIn. But uh, yeah, but I think so. There are ways to sort of uh, figure out content. So in fact, I think you should try and get some interns out of this. You know, they probably give them the audio file of the show. Yeah. Just pick out tidbits and yeah. write articles on one or two things that we probably spoke about today. Mm. So you can then you know populate your. written uh, you can have a blog you can do it on medium you can put on linkedin or yeah. on facebook anywhere else that you like to yeah. so there's different ways to produce content and then to break it up and then to probably say uh, post produce it for today's social first environment yeah so yeah. i think there are a lot of hacks around it and a lot of big influencers and and content creators are doing that mm. um, and if you follow them you'll see that trend i think joe rogan's an example again yeah yeah 
I think within YouTube itself, the guys literally got yeah. different types of content. Yeah. Because right? then, so you're just catering to everybody, right? Some people want to watch for an hour. Some people want to watch for a minute. How do you get them both to know who you are and consume your content? Uh, and the the key to understand the key is that you should understand the powers with the the viewer or the audience. Uh, they decide what they want to watch and what they don't. So you'll have to figure out different say types of audiences that you have. We call it cohorts in our. Uh, marketing term right yeah. and figure what works for each cohort and then give them that piece of content mm-hmm. that's the way to do it but yeah that i think uh, that would be one hack i would give everyone so just create one piece of content you call it your pillar content for you it would be the show yeah, yeah. and then figure out ways to just pick out tidbits and micro content from here yeah that's basically what i'm doing as well i think we spoke Great. about this as well right <laughs> the i know for the fact what's the kind of content that's going to work on instagram as opposed to what will work on youtube but because like you said on youtube the crowd is very very extensive right people are some people are there who love these long form content and i personally do to some extent right even with this whole youtube uh, I, i don't know if it's called premium or youtube whatever the new thing is right where you can lock your phone and still listen to content and i've reached a point where my consumption is more on the audio side than video because the kind of people i'm following it's not really necessary for me to see what the content is more rather hear Sure. Right, so uh, I think there are obviously folks like that too, and it's just about you being purposeful, or you know, picking out the right kind of uh, content to target and tap into, and that's basically what you're doing. Of course, there's no denying that for you to ensure that these are uh, independent, uh, standalone videos or content as well, you have to put in some effort and kind of come up with something that right. you know, because someone finds you, there's no guarantee how they're going to find you. Exactly. So it could be any of these things. Take a chance and be everywhere. Exactly, yeah. Because if you, one thing, and this is also a bit of a Gary mentality, right? You like, you know, po- just push content, just go crazy, just like put content everywhere, be everywhere, do whatever you can. Why aren't you pushing content? Shove content, you know. That's basically that guy's mentality. Right? Hustle porn. Yeah, <laughs> hustle porn. Yeah, exactly. So uh, th- that that's one way to do it. But at the end of the day, you also have to be purposeful and mindful about where you want to tap into. So the question I actually had. was what you said if you can not just restrict yourself to one platform but rather pick out the right ones the right places where you think it's going to work right how do you kind of do that especially in your early days because these personal brands and individuals who are looking for something like that don't want to really spread themselves thin because if you are creating let's say let's say i'm doing this podcast and i don't want to put in the effort because i know for a fact it takes me 2 3 hours for me to market it across all platforms simplest thing is for me to basically just push this same exact one and a half hour content to every single platform which doesn't add up or doesn't make sense either so the question is how do you do this without spreading yourself thin by hiring people to do it for you that's mm. one answer because yeah. i think any big creator that you see has a team behind him everybody anyone who says they do it themselves is is just they're doing it for that period let's see yeah. how long it goes it, it just usually doesn't last yeah. because you can't it's, it's not sustainable, sustainable. Yeah. exactly yeah. so either you uh, figure out your uh, bandwidth and say what are the platforms you can invest on only invest on them or you probably figure out what helps you get more bandwidth and then amplify by uh, getting more people in or or having more resources or, have, or putting money behind promotions whatever it may be and figuring out how you can reach more but if you want a quick answer i would say uh, invest on youtube if you are into the video game not video game but you know video <laughs> game uh, because <laughs> it's a nice pun for you yeah. <laughs> so as i'm not a fan of puns by the way i think they come in the lowest tier of the hierarchy Jokes. of humor okay. yeah yeah this is the bottom layer it's the easiest anyway it's accidental it's like that jokes but in a different exactly. form exactly <laughs> that jokes probably come a level above just saying <laughs> 
<laughs> and then comes Phil Dunphy. <laughs> That's a different level of yeah. dad. <laughs> Phil Dunphy. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So I think uh, you should invest on YouTube uh, because it's Google owned and it it helps in overall SEO in terms of visibility. Um, with regards to uh, Facebook, yes, again, because if you want to be a creator and want to be prominent in that ecosystem, you do so. And I think nowadays you have an option of just flipping your, uh, if your content is in the specified time frame, you can use it on IGTV too, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah. then the only platform that you really don't have a big say on is YouTube, uh, is Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn too gives you an option to upload videos. Quickly uh, push it to yeah, Twitter. And you can yeah. just put YouTube content too. Uh, but the key is this, right? You should try and create content natively on each platform. So if you have a video, make sure you upload it on YouTube. If you have a video, make sure you upload it on Facebook. Don't take the YouTube link and put it on Facebook because Facebook does not like that. Mm. Uh, and Facebook, Google compete with each other. Yeah. So Facebook will not promote your content. Correct. So there's a lot of that. So you have to really figure what, which is why the idea of breaking it down to micro content really works, right? Because Instagram, you can do Instagram. Twitter, you can do Twitter. Yeah. So every platform works differently and you can figure out what works. But yeah, um, even, so the funny thing is even brands haven't figured this out. Yeah. Uh, they usually decide to say, what's the message I want to do? What's the content? And uh, if you really ask most brand managers um, or people running the larger brands don't really have a great idea of what kind of social media works in what way, at least from a content standpoint. Very, very few people you'll have these evolved conversations with. Um, and I know that because I've spent last three years conversing with so many of them. Yeah. So there are very, very few who are doing some great work. The others are sort of replicating templates that work best. Um, and most of them are just going to ask their agency to figure it out for them. So mm. from a corporate brand standpoint, there's no real cut answer. I think something works today, everyone's going to copy it tomorrow. Mm. Uh, and then that cycle just continues forever. Mm. Yeah, because even with what I'm doing right now, right, I realize that if you're push, I still haven't started pushing content on LinkedIn. And it's also, you know, up for debate whether it makes sense to do that. But, you know, stand-up comedians are killing it on LinkedIn. That's basically like, I think the top tier guys are stand-up comedians and i'm saying oh yeah so the conversation after we the mo motivational speakers and, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. and the mental health yeah. experts it could be mental health comedians i mean yeah. <laughs> it's the same now <laughs> yeah no but uh, i think rahul subramanian is doing some fantastic work yeah he's yeah. killing it he's literally Absolutely. cut through the linkedin noise yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, that's the thing right there's, there's a book called zag you should try and read it uh, so it, it basically fundamental uh, theme is this when everyone zigs you zag so okay. you figure out what is what will declutter the or what will get you attention the fastest way. Yeah. So yeah, I think that which is why I said right, it's very important to pick your niche and figure where you are. Yeah. But at the same time, not everyone can be unique, or rather, everyone is unique in their own way. So you just bank on that, and then you basically just try to be yourself and just putting out content, and somebody or the other will find value in it. So hmm. over time, you'll build that uh, community. I yeah. don't think Joe Rogan is from a personality standpoint is 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 so wonderfully unique he's yeah. just himself yeah. right yeah and you find uh, i think the, the the beauty of churogan or why he's grown is because he's can he can hold a conversation yeah he's really good at having conversations and he's also literally no holds barred like yeah. literally goes in it and doesn't think exactly. twice and about having that kind of conversation exactly right and and that's what the internet gives you, you give, it gives you unfiltered uh, content and yeah. and which is something that you won't get from other sources but then again if you're from our generation then it is the only source so <laughs> yeah so yeah you have to yeah. choose within that but yeah, yeah. but yeah. that's the that's the biggest advantage i would say for personal brands over corporates corporates will never be unfiltered they just can't there's a brand manual there's a brand guideline there's yeah. a tonality there's a there's a whole host of rules of do's and don'ts that go with it mm. and it's monitored by more people than people who actually do the work Correct. right so it's just very different so you will never ever actually be able so which is why I think personal brands will always grow faster. Um, it's just what it is. 
and uh, the, the today's 2020 world is about merging the two yeah your personal brand is the business yeah so yeah there's a lot of that yeah because although i'm not looking at making a business on my let's say instagram page i did think a lot about maybe forming a dedicated page for the podcast creating a separate page for on youtube as well but then i realized that maybe my aim is to probably create 100 150 episodes of the show and ensure that i've kind of covered enough around these topics that i'm you know i'm trying to really venture into but then along with that i'll also want to maybe create other con- other types of content and i don't want it to not be under the kind of you know my umbrella itself so i've kind of kept it within my personal brand if that makes sense yeah it does the idea is not to really form a brand at this point to be very honest it's to just kind of encapsulate and keep it all together because it's again effort to have to build things from scratch probably the, it has its own pros and cons as well but sure. uh, yeah it i think it really comes down to what you want to do exactly right? yeah and how you kind of find the middle ground uh, exactly between the two yeah how can one kind of balance something like social media as um, a career because either you could be in the personal brand space or you could be in the digital marketing space such as yourself or you could be someone who's just generally living life and wants to push content out there right with the fact that we are seeing all these trends and all of these things happening because it it i don't think there's even a minute when people are not consuming or doing something to kind of keep themselves engaged it's kind of reached that point right. like for instance you don't step out of your house without a phone anymore right no one does that i mean can you can you think of that no but what i yeah so off late what i have been doing is i go for these morning walks which didn't make sense initially i mean initially it made sense but then eventually i realized i don't need to clear my head in the morning because it's morning it's fine i can probably you know listen to a good book or the right show but in the evening when i have just so many thoughts in my head i decide to just leave my phone here and i go for a long walk i mean that's just a very uh, a purposeful or a mindful act- activity i do it might seem a little funny to you but it it, it is what it is right uh the question i have is how do you kind of draw the line and you know find balance among all these things while you also kind of you know do um like again i'll just go back to the initial conversation we were having which is uh there is no answer to this i think what makes you happy you just have to do it uh i remember the, the time when i used to live at home i would be on phone all the time we'd be like you're on the phone all the time and yeah. then i fixed it i moved out <laughs> so, so like, you know just yeah. put yourself in environments that really work and you I didn't think, move out I, much dude I know, come I on i mean people don't I know <laughs> yeah you moved a block the parents are living in the other block you're living up here in yeah. the same <laughs> but i think so the the story behind it uh, okay. it's extremely hard to find a house in indranagar mm. which yeah. is what i did we found one yeah and then the day before we were supposed to confirm it or not the, so much uh, yeah like the the night you're we supposed to confirm it we lost it because someone else came in the morning and gave the money and blob like booked the place out so we didn't have a place yeah and uh, the people who were supposed to like move in with me were already in transition uh, so yeah. we didn't have a place so we just had to pick one and then yeah. we picked this and we just ended up staying there yeah uh, but yeah so that's just one of those things is not by choice it's <laughs> by circumstance yeah. yeah but yeah so just coming back to this, i think it's down to what people want to do right uh, uh, all like again just goes back to uh, is it getting in the way of things that you want to do if it's not then just carry on like i like i did the i did a uh, the screen analysis right of of i just measure the screen time i looked at the data uh, of your yeah. your consumption okay one of those i think um a month ago 
we can actually look at it right now yeah uh, like i think a month ago it said that i was on whatsapp for 8 hours a day yeah what yeah i mean the phone even last <laughs> no I'm, i'm like so i've like it's it's crazy right i need to, like I, i don't have a power bank like i have one but i don't know where it is yeah. but i have a charger in my room in the office i have a charger next to my bed it's ever plugged yeah, basically yeah. i have a charger in the car yeah i have a charger in the hall yeah so yeah. and these are the only places that i spend time yeah yeah <laughs> and the fifth one is a power bank okay, which goes yeah. with me where i go <laughs> yeah, right yeah. so i'm like because my work is revolved around that so yeah. I, i i do a lot of stuff on my phone like i reply to emails i, I make sometimes plans on 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 phone mm. uh, like i do a lot of things so for me at least i think i've uh, i've i've not felt the need for balance mm. it's partly because i think it's part of me i enjoy mm. it and i think it was it got to a point where i started to annoy people uh two years ago and people would make it a point to you know leave the phone aside uh but i think i've come beyond that now now i think i've like i said turning notifications off was one of those things that i did mm. uh and there's so many more other hacks but if you really look at it there are the only times i'm not using the phone is if i am sleeping or if i'm playing football apart from playing football and and just sleeping i don't think there's any other period in the day that i don't have my phone with me mm. or it's in the vicinity or or when it's charging like, yeah. you know uh, even when it's charging like it's crazy i have different kinds of chargers now uh, okay. i i figured something out on amazon basics it's a 12 feet cable yeah right? because i used to travel a lot at least last year and we would be in airports and i had to charge in the airport because that's invariably one place where i've run out of charge yeah. and sometimes you can't carry power banks because some flights don't let yeah. you etc so there be a whole like herd of people yeah. especially in delhi airport Yeah. It's like this always people and you could connect your 6 or the 12 feet cable and then you could just go all the way like fifth seat and sit and happily use it and there's an uncle next to you like oh ye kahan khareed aapne you know and then open up conversations so yeah. i've just planned everything around it so well again it comes down to self awareness i think you should know how you live your life yeah. and plan everything around it yeah uh, but I, these are few things like work related that i've been able to sort of do mm. uh, but yeah i think uh, like a, just going back to the core message if it doesn't interrupt with your daily life If it doesn't make you unhappy, just do whatever you're doing. It works. Mm-hmm. If it is making you unhappy, and if you can't do things that you really want to do, then you need to just sort of step back. You know, relax, figure what is that is going wrong, and it's always easy to understand. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of young people have a problem where they're not able to figure out why they're unhappy. Yeah. Uh, I think it just uh, it's either not accepting the reality or the truth, yeah. or it's not understanding yourself good yeah. enough, yeah. well enough. So yeah. yeah, it's down to these two. So I think. I think I've been blessed enough to spend a lot of time by myself. Okay. Right? In terms of like doing things that were inherently things that I like doing when I was young. Um and I think that develops self-awareness more than anything else. If you've been always extroverted, then when you grow older, you can't deal with loneliness. And then you default into using Instagram and and social media to get that kind of attention and dopamine in it. Mm-hmm. And that's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Then that leads to problems. Right. So, yeah, I think Yeah. It's a loop. Yeah, it's all the other loop. <laughs> There are many loops here. Loop de loop. Uh yeah, because one thing I wanted to talk about and it actually slipped my mind when we were actually deep in conversation earlier, right? Is with all the other uh, let's say depression inducing habits or uh, anything that's going to give you uh, let's say lead you into addiction. those things are very well known that there is a ne- negative aspect to it right for instance like you said kids these days are given a phone or smartphone right as soon as they enter their teens right and they don't understand the sort of impact and how 
your brains getting wired differently because you are at at such a vulnerable age right so uh, if you, it's great to think that you would probably be in a situation where you have self awareness and you understand that but the thing is that there's no notion around the fact that this is very toxic or i mean th- th- there are things coming out now but openly if you're using let's say a phone while you're at a party or while you're in a in a let's say at a dinner table right at the same time if you were probably smoking pot there people look at you very differently right because it there's there's inherently a very negative side to that but here the uh, the effects are pretty much the same if if it gets to that point if you kind of tip over right so i mean it's easy to say self awareness but how do you kind of get to that because you might not look at someone else and comment or you know suggest or guide them on the right path because you probably are thinking they're doing the right thing sure i think uh, so i think the use of phone at the dinner table is the most common example right and the question is why does someone do that it's either because they're sure i, I think it's addiction but also it's around the fact that people are genuinely getting more joy out of looking into their phone rather than having a conversation um and, and especially at those ages yeah, right but yeah but i also if you look at it i think people uh, average teenagers today have a lot more i think the concept of best friend has gone out of the window mm. if you look at it yeah right it's gone out of the window yeah. it, it no longer exists yeah. um and i think if you look back at it i think my dad probably in his time had a best friend and, and a lot of people do have best friends i'm not saying no yeah. but i think in today's day and age you have an average of 3 or 4 close friends it's looked at that way it's a group right or maybe it's, not even that it's not even yeah, that yeah. but but it's it's more group oriented now than um individual and i think it's a byproduct of being connected with people digitally and having access to like say social groups etc on whatsapp or instagram and then you're able to share what you like so i think the the aspect of sharing things that are common interests with people of your same age is is happening at a much faster rate so there are certain merits to it too uh there was something i read long back about there was a debate in the us over uh, bullying right on on mm-hmm. social media and uh, they spoke about how that's very relevant and uh, the online bully uh, the offline bullying that used to happen is now carried to online but um, i mean yes there's option to block extra but it's affecting people negatively but at the same time there was a study that suggested that people on like teenage girls on average now have three best friends versus one back in the 80s or 90s and i think there's a trend there also so i don't think anyone really has the answer to it in terms of saying that this is good or bad um while there's a lot of people suffering from it and probably say a lot of mis- unfortunate things such as suicide etc have happened i think there are a lot of other people who have sort of turned it to the strength and are living a life on the back of social media now so how do you now blanket draw a line and say it's good or bad it's very subjective right it's it's down to everyone the way they use it so i think uh, again uh this i think if if self awareness was so easy the world would be so different yeah of course it's not right and it's a byproduct of doing things uh, conan o'brien has this insanely good uh, um i think a graduation speech at dartmouth mm-hmm. 2011 right he talks of this one line that says it's it's your f- like he talks of how he idolized johnny carson mm. uh, and then letterman uh, and it was his goal and dream to become like them and in pursuit he failed but he became conan yeah. and yeah. he talks of that same thesis he says it is your uh, it is your failure to become your perceived idol that eventually molds and shapes you into who you are so i think uh, when you realize this right and it happens to a lot of people when we grow older that we become comfortable with who we are it's not the case when you're young mm. in your teenage years especially and i think a lot of it has got to do around parenting uh, i don't think at the sub teenage years it's down to the person i don't think they've evolved enough to figure it out 
But in the 20s, yes. In 30s, you should be yeah, able to figure it out yeah. yourself. But I think it, it goes through a lot of exploration of trying different things. Um, fail, failure is a great teacher. But I, I, I don't know if you relate to this, but I relate to this. Sport has given me that, to be honest. Mm. I think the, uh, the experience of winning and then the experience of losing and then coming back and trying to win is, is just beautiful, right? And spending so much time on the field, playing football and other sports, I think it's sort of inculcated that mindset. And because of that, you are sort of always, like if you lose, it's not the end of the day, you know, you can go back and play again yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. So you think that way. And when you start thinking that way, I think you gives you, a, you the freedom to try different things out. And when you keep trying different things out, I think you discover yourself. So I think it, it, it stems from the smaller things. But I really, really think a person's personality is actually molded in the early days, early years of Absolutely. his life. Absolutely. Yeah. So your, the upbringing you have and, and the kind of group of friends you have when you're a young kid below the age of 10 or, or a teenager really shapes you into who you are. Yeah. So it's super critical to um, have had the right experiences in that age. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And I think just following a passion at the young age also helps you do that. Uh, like I spent most of my time wanting to be a cricketer. Mm. Uh, most people don't know, but yeah, digital marketing is very, yeah, very, yeah. <laughs> very, very far away plan B. Yeah. But yeah, I think again, right, the, the, the pursuit and then the failure to become who you wanted to be eventually sort of shaped me into who I am. Yeah. So I think that adds a level of maturity and, and, and pragmatism that is probably lacking in somebody who's, who's hasn't gone through that journey. And I see that a lot. I see a lot of youngsters coming out of college and who apply for jobs. I think over the last pandemic too, I've interviewed so many people. And for me, the measure is always the personality. I try and figure out who the person, like what kind of a person they are. Right. And if they're inherently driven, they will figure out whatever industry they go to. Exactly. If they are not, then it's going to be very difficult for them to survive in any industry they go to. Yeah. So uh, I've always felt that, I always ask, how is your childhood? What do you do? What do you pursue? What are your hobbies? What do you do after work? I think that gives you an idea of the kind of person. Right. And I think that helps you understand the kind of person you're hiring or bringing in, etc. So similar concept, right? And I try to see how many people know themselves well. Uh, some people might say something. Hmm. But, but do they, yeah, entirely might, and, Exactly. Apart, yeah. So it might be very different. And that's fine. I think they just yeah. haven't figured themselves yeah. out. Uh, and they will. But uh, yeah, there's no easy answer to... There's no formula for yeah. self-awareness. I mean, there's no formula to any of these things, right? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing. I think... It'd yeah. be so easy if that was the case. Yeah. But... I think uh, it's different. Yeah. Uh, you'll figure it out by doing different things at different point in life. But then the idea is to keep doing things. Yeah. I think yeah. more you do, more you experience and then eventually you'll know if you're cut out for it or no. Yeah. So yeah. that's probably how you experience self-awareness. Mm. Yeah. So uh, with even kids being given phones, right? Is, do you think that is probably one of the big factors that probably add or uh, is a catalyst to this whole I honestly don't know. Hmm. I really don't. I've not had kids. <laughs> Neither no, but would you know it even at that point, right? Uh, I mean, would we be in a position to really think, judge? I don't think kids know themselves, right? But they don't. I yeah, mean, but like it, you said, they're not. They're not to blame if something happens in their uh, teen years. Yeah, right? but I don't think I would give my kid a phone until they're 13, 14. I just wouldn't. Not 13, 14? I, yeah, okay. it's fine. I think uh, if they want, so assume if, if I do get them to do a YouTube show. <laughs> oh, so that's still on the card. That's still on the card. That's not going to change. I'm going to get them to do it and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll get the post-production around it and it goes published. Like I'll do the producer job, but they're not getting the phone to like do any, you know, yeah. comment and engage yeah. with the audience yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, so like, it's just, I, I think until the age of 13, you should just figure yourself out. You should just do your stuff, what you want to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think um, I've always noticed this. Most kids who have uh, grown up in an army family just seem to be a little more mature. And I always think it's a by it's reason is because 
they have moved around a lot during their childhood so they've gone to different different schools different different adaptability colleges. exactly adaptability um, that adds to it and then there are people on the other end too who sort of haven't done any of that who's just stayed in the same place for the longest time uh, been with the same group of friends etc who have also been very mature etc uh, i think there's no it's a, it's a very difficult thing to say right i think but i will always say that maturity is the first sign of being self aware then you you just are a little mature than than the rest of them so and that comes out of just being in having enough and done having done enough and having experienced enough so again there are traces back to just uh, doing things doing a lot of things but in the case of kids i think at that age you really uh, i don't know i think it's a it's an experiment Hmm. giving a kid a phone when they're 6 or 7 yeah. i'm sure they do it i mean i know a lot of kids know how to navigate through youtube and then to switch netflix into kids and all of that which is great i think that's equal to us how we used to use tv back in the day right we yeah. knew all the channels pg exactly yeah but uh, i just generally don't think that uh, giving someone a social media account sub 13 is the right answer and in fact even i think even the basic uh, even facebook i think has certain regulations around it for example i don't think you can advertise to people under the age of 14 15 mm. 13 i think is the number uh, and in fact i i'm not too sure what's the age for having an account i started mine at the age of 14 or mm. 13 so i don't know what the i think it's is. just when you create a google account it's basically that right yeah they... yes but i think you have to input your age i think i'm i'm not i've never had to check this because yeah. it's not been a topic that i've had to be concerned yeah. with but uh, i I just don't have an answer to it. I don't know if it's right or wrong. I think parental supervision is great. I think how kids turn out is a reflection of how parents parent them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, bringing instance, itself, right? Yeah. yeah. For instance, I got a lot of freedom. I could do anything and everything I wanted. I don't think this is necessary in the case for everybody else. Um some people had to go home at 7 o'clock sharp. Couldn't yeah. play beyond that. Right? Yeah. A lot of people had it. Yeah. My parents were okay with me staying late as long as I didn't get pulled up at school for doing something or not finishing work. So I think there's a there's a lot of uh, parenting and maturity that leads to self awareness. I don't know what the combination is, but I think uh, that's a very good topic to have conversations around, mm. which I don't think are are done enough. No one so, wants to talk about these things, right? Because yeah, it's a sure. very it's like you're talking about philosophy. Or there isn't much to talk about mm. because they probably were doing things that were told to them by their parents when they were young. Yeah. So or yeah. trying to do something that they don't want want them yeah. to know either. <laughs> exactly. It could be that also. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but I I don't think people have enough of those kind of conversations in the first place. Maybe that is one thing that social media has taken away. The opportunity opportunity to have real physical conversations. Actual conversations. Yeah. Maybe that's something that's missing. Yeah. Nowadays I think people are watching more podcasts. <laughs> so probably people are watching us having a conversation <laughs> rather than having it themselves. Do you want to talk to us? No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you could like yeah. not today though. Yeah, <laughs> some other time. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I think there's a, there's a, there's a lot of that. So that conversation would, I mean, conversations around that would would probably help. Yeah, but with kids, I, to be honest, there's no answer to that. I I at least don't know. Yeah, I at least haven't experienced it. Yeah, at any level. Yeah, but I think uh, there's pros and cons to it. Yeah. I've seen both. I, I mean, it's it with most things, right? That's just how it is. You have both sides of the coin. Yeah, like, how you use it and how you leverage it. like you scroll back 5 years to the stuff that you post on facebook and you feel oh shit ah, so the scringeworthy days <laughs> <laughs> so imagine kids doing that right and and like i think there was something i saw some father son do where i think it was will smith and jaden smith where will smith was like you know i was stupid but i didn't have an avenue to go and put it out there my son does and the funny thing is it stays stupid like you know so so and so he is yeah <laughs> 
so yeah so i from that point maybe i think uh, but as long as it's not a platform where you can't remove anything mm-hmm. you know imagine if, if, if there was a platform where you couldn't like twitter i think you can't edit tweets is it couldn't okay uh, for okay. a while i think yeah i think you still can't edit tweets yeah so you have to delete or you have to just you know whatever it is yeah. leave it once published so there's there's a lot of that so as long as platforms are not that rigid maybe it it works yeah but yeah with kids man no answer like i have no idea how that is they're just you know yeah yeah someone once said kids are just people on acid <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man that's true yeah so there's something i ask of all my guests which is uh where can people find you online great uh i'm on every platform my name full name if you, if you have that bar. yeah yeah i'll put great yeah i'll i'll put that up on in the show cards anyway great yeah. Yeah. so it's sanand warrior on all platforms except maybe facebook and youtube because it's no youtube is sanand uh, now i've list sort of sort of lost chill dude i'll i'll, I'll include yeah, it don't don't take that yeah so i'll send that to you yeah. but i'm everywhere uh, the other key thing is so the more social media platforms you're on better the google search result for your name Mm. so because google pulls data from everywhere yeah, yeah. so remember that yeah nice tip <laughs> yeah and if there's one last message that you want to put out there for the viewers the listeners mm, what so, would that be you know this is something i thought about but i don't think i have an answer for okay uh it's funny but uh i think do more and and try and sort of discover yourself because if you can do that then you sort of experience and i think the the theme of today's talk was more about self awareness and how you know how you judge what's good for you and not and that only comes out of doing a lot of things and doing new things and failing at it so do more and fail yeah and then succeed yeah strive for something and then probably succeed with something else but yeah. still yeah it's great dude thanks a lot for making time yeah. for you know thanks coming for, down from the fifth floor i know thanks for having me and letting me wear shorts <laughs> <laughs> yeah both of us are wearing shorts by the way you can't tell but i refuse to do the show otherwise so. <laughs> yeah but uh, thanks man yeah. this is great and i think because you are right here barrier of entry right i'll get you here again yeah, it's sure. that easy to you know yeah, talk yeah, about whenever, so many other things whenever. yeah i'm yeah. more than happy it's become uh, people on acid <laughs> if that makes oh, sense literally yeah <laughs> you can just go out you'll find many <laughs> oh yeah a lot here yeah <laughs> yeah cool man cool. thanks dude yeah. cool all right this level so what do you think Do you like the episode? I did tell you that it was a little abstract, a little meta, but at the end of the day, this is things that we don't normally talk about and I feel society today really needs to be a little more particular about the people they follow, the kind of platforms that they're on and why are they even on these platforms in the first place? So like Sanand mentioned, he's on it because that's just his job he's looking at different accounts understanding the trends figuring out the right ways he can add value to his clients but you as a consumer or even me for that matter as a consumer really needs to be very purposeful about the kind of people we follow and the kind of content we consume so i'm hoping that this really gives you the the push that you need to get your foot in the right direction so if you prefer content on these lines something a little more meta a little more abstract as opposed to maybe a mix of these topics alongside someone's journey then let me know in the comments below if you are tuning into the episode on youtube but if in case you're listening to this over audio 
then consider dropping me a DM or a message on Instagram and I'll definitely get back to you with uh, my insight and whether we can make that happen. Also, yeah, while you're at it, please do follow me on Instagram because I have a lot of tidbits and these small gyans that I push out there. Basically, just mini form content, smaller content from these episodes itself along with a lot of personal content too. So, uh, yeah, that this is something that you feel interests you take a look at my feed and consider following me there all links are mentioned below in the show notes on the description depending on wherever you're tuning in all right i guess i'll see you on the next episode ciao bye bye